0: Welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Revenue Marketing podcast, brought to you by Revenue Marketing Alliance. In this episode, our host, Eve Chen, is joined by David Cyrus, head of APAC Marketing at Staffbase, to talk all about AI applications in the B2B marketing world. Now, there's a lot to cover, so make sure to grab your favorite drink and snack and let's get started.
1: Well, welcome to Let's Talk Revenue Marketing, and uh, I'm your host, Eve Chen. Today um, is another episode of Let's Talk Revenue Marketing, and uh, I know that we have been talking a lot about um, AI-generative artificial intelligence in the last few episodes, and uh, today we're actually going to focus on this topic, very topic again, but with a very different angle. In the past few episodes that uh, we have uh, really focused on the ethical components, uh, some of the limitation as well as on the power um, that generative AIs, you know, can be applied into the commercial world. And today we're going to be laser focused on the AI applications for the B2B marketing world. And uh, we you know, um, I'd like to, you know, start the the podcast today to to really talk a little bit about, you know, from some of the recent studies and some of the trends that we have been seeing. Um, There's a... There's a recent study done by McKinsey Consulting that I found personally found that is specifically interesting. Um, you know, it looks like that. You know, in terms of marketers and uh, ourselves, you know, in the, especially in the revenue marketing space, um, it seems to be the most, uh, I guess, you know, beneficial in terms of applications. What we have been seeing so far um, in, in the uh, rapidly changing uh, AI technological landscape. So um, from the study, that uh, we can see that you know there's a few you know, really interesting stats you know jumping at me. Uh, number one is you know we starting to see that venture capital investment in AI has grown by about 13 folds over the last decade. So it shows that you know obviously lots of investments going to that space. Um, and a second thing that I found also interesting that is, you know, AI adopters that has seen, um, three to 15% revenue uplift in terms of performance. And also 10 to 20% higher sales ROI, you know, when companies, you know, investing and also adopting generative AI in, uh, in their revenue generation efforts. That particular, um, you know, point that was really interesting to me. I feel like, you know, um, it is real, uh, it's still pretty low at the moment. So, um, it kind of is an indication for me that, you know, it's still at an infancy. Um, in terms of, you know, when it comes to applying AIs, you know, in the uh, marketing practice, so there's tons of opportunities, uh, um, you know, still, you know, uh, coming up um, in terms of using Generative AI to boost the revenue performance. Um, I'd like to, you know, really dive into that particular um, um, point with my guest today. And the third point that I found also interesting is um, the study found that, you know, 20% of the current sales function can now actually automated by AI. That's also another interesting one. So uh, our guest today, you know, uh, he's also going to talk a little bit about the use case in this area in terms of a sales automations adoption uh, for AI um, technology. So I'd love to get his perspective, you know, in terms of you know, how it is going to play out and uh, some of the future direction. And the last one I also found that interesting from the study, it talked about two major shifts in terms of driving the AI adoption, which are digitization and also changing the consumer expectation. So customer wants. Uh, we already know that they want omni-channel, they want personalized engagement, um, and that this is where that AI can really power this through data-driven insights and deliver on those you know, digitizations and uh, better digital experience and also uh, meeting those consumer expectations. So, uh, without further ado, and I'm really excited to um, welcome our guest today. Our guest today uh, is David Cyrus, and uh, today he's going to share with us how he is spearheading uh, artificial intelligence, especially generative AI, um, in the uh, rounds of marketing uh, at some of the leading companies that he has uh, held position at. And he will also cover some of the key use cases that can transform lead generation, content creation, customer support, and much more. So um, let's welcome David uh, to the show. Hi, David. How are you?
2: Hi, I'm doing great. Excited to be on. Thanks for having me on.
1: No, thank you so much. I just want to um, introduce to our listener a little bit about your background. So currently you are the head of uh, Asia Pacific Marketing at a staff Base. Is that right?
2: Yes, that's right. Uh, StartBase is a German-based company that's has okay. been ex- expanding uh, uh, here in Asia Pacific. They've already expanded in North America. And uh, okay. for the, for them to become truly a global company, they got to cover this side of the world as well.
1: Okay, fantastic! And in fact, like uh, I believe you're tuning in, um, recording this episode from the headquarters from Starbase in Germany. Is, is that is that right? Or?
2: that's right. You know, you never really truly get to know the culture of a company until you work out of headquarters uh, for a few days. So that's where that's where I'm at. And uh, we also had a marketing offsite, so just uh, starting to strategize for for next year. Time flies.
1: Fantastic. That sounds great. So, Starbase is the world's leading internal communication platform, and it uh, really plans to be the leaders in AI adoption in internal communications. And um, so, David, you previously was also the director of marketing at the Fathom AI. Can you tell us a little bit about Fathom AI as well, please?
2: Oh, that's actually a that was actually a very interesting experience because what fathom AI was it was an AI that ironically predicted the impact of AI on the workforce and okay. and they were doing that since 2017 oh wow and what what was very interesting is so we had data predictive models as to which jobs which tasks uh which skills we would be the most impacted uh, by uh, the evolution of AI. Um, and, uh, funny enough, marketing actually was, uh, we measured this in two different ways. One, the percent of uh, the percentage of a role that could be completely automated. And then the percentage of a role that could be augmented. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So if you're wondering what the prediction was for marketing managers, uh, the model showed that, uh, a marketing manager is very hard to automate. But you can you can augment about more than half the work.
1: OK, I see. Yep. And then for that, obviously, it comes with a set of implications and um, implication. It can be uh, utilized correctly. Then, you know, obviously, there's a lot of um, perks, you know, for marketers, you know, which we all know that uh, all of those, you know, like overwork. And so stretching in so many ways. So, you know, I uh, love to dive into some of the use cases, you know, how, um, your experience at a AI and from the empirical studies they have conducted in, um, as well as, you know, the, uh, the clients you guys serve, you know, uh, how, you know, like we can help marketers to do more with less, you know, using the power of AI. So, um, so I guess, you know, um, you've been in these, uh, rounds, you know, uh, really leveraging AI marketing space, um, um, for a while now. And, uh, so I, I believe that you actually, uh, been using chat GPT before it was even, um, being, uh, invested by the, you know, looking at the, the merger. Was it a merger or was it just, um, Uh, massive like investment from Microsoft, right? So, uh, that, you know, is where that, you know, obviously this generative AIs, you know, in the application of content creation, um, became really mainstream, right? It was really the open AI, you know, got, got this whole subject, you know, into the mainstream marketing space. And you have uh, um, been speaking at a number of uh, um, um, areas, and also appear, you know, at a number of media, including like uh, Australian Financial Reviews and Channel Seven News, ABC Radios, and um, many other international media as well. So um, I really I can't wait to tap into your knowledge, you know, in this space, and especially that uh, um, my understanding is like you recently had a role some masterclasses and uh, laser focus on the um, the application. So how to use generative AI to increase the marketing and communication ROI as well. Tell us a little bit about uh, your uh, masterclass, please.
2: Yeah, so that was at the Generative AI Summit here in Sydney uh, last month. And they asked me to come do a nine to five masterclass on how to use AI to maximize the ROI in marketing and communications. And because it was marketing and communications, I happen to be and in AI. I happen to be one of the few who has been at that intersection, you know, uh, being a marketer, working in AI, using AI and now working at a communications, uh, platform company. Right. Uh, so I was, I was happy to do it, but I, at first I thought to myself, nine to five, eight hours, how am I going to stand there and, and, uh, and talk, uh, for eight hours? And so at first it was, uh, seemed like a lot. and That's why I brought one of my, one of my friends, uh, from the U S over from, uh, from, from, uh, from where some of you are, uh, Silicon Valley, uh, his name is Zach. So, uh, he's very good at using AI in, in, uh, SEO in particular. And okay. so I had him on uh, to do a bit of that session, but what was f- funny is that, you know, at first I thought this is too, this is too much. Um, Uh, funny enough, we didn't cover all of our slides because there was just so much to cover. There's so many different uh, use cases and areas that we had to cover. And then we also had uh, questions from the audience uh, coming in. Um, So we really tried to because we had a small audience of about 15, you know, these master classes, you don't have a hundred people, you have 15. They're very sure. interactive. Uh, now the other thing is I was expecting half of them to leave after the lunch break. Uh, <laughs> but cause it's, 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 a, it's a lot of time, but, um, to my surprise, they, not a single one of them left. Uh, so that just goes to show you how, how in the level of interest yeah. that, uh, that there is in this space.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that sounds amazing. You know, eight hours is a lot to fill in. And, um, well, today we, we only have 40 minutes. And so this particular podcast, I hope, you know, we can give enough insight as a teaser, um, to our listeners and, you know, uh, trying to get an interest in, in, uh, learning more about what you, are uh, have been, you know, providing to the community. So, um, and also last one I want to uh, talk about, you know, just before we dive into the conversation about, Use case and application. Uh, you recently started this, you know, online community called uh, Resonance, and it's spelled as R E S O N. A-I-N-C-E dot com. So I believe it's, you know, it's coming up as an uh, online community for marketers who want to really learn more about the AI um, applications in marketing. Um, tell us a little bit more about the objective for this online community. What are you trying to achieve? And, um, you know, uh, uh, where you, where you see of taking this community forward?
2: Yeah, well, that actually came out of the masterclass. So at the masterclass, uh, we had, uh, we had tremendous engagement and uh, questions coming in. Um, uh, and like I said, we did not get a chance to cover off all the content and everyone's questions. There was a lot more, uh, there was a lot more to be covered off. And so I thought, why not start a community where we can continue that dialogue? And the dialogue is all about how do we, uh, it's exactly the the topic of the masterclass, which was how do you leverage AI to maximize your marketing ROI?
1: No, that sounds amazing. Um, yeah, uh, when the podcast is being released, I will make sure that, you know, I post the, the URL, um, on the post and then, you know, feel free. I'll highly encourage our listener to, um, you know, really training and get connected uh, really is through collaborative, you know, like learning and you know, understand how to leverage this piece of technology. And obviously, you know, it would be amazing to tap into the knowledge um, of, you know, from experts like David. Um, and also, he's, you know, more than uh, happy to be connected on LinkedIn as well. I will uh, post his LinkedIn profile uh, as we release uh, um, this episode as well. So, um, let's just talk a little bit about now that firstly, I think, you know, also based on on the McKinsey report that I uh, read uh, just in preparation of this podcast recording, you know, uh, one of the top application is really in the rounds of a lead generation. So um, I want to start with the conversation, you know, to really get your view um, in terms of some of the application you have seen. Um, how the AI powered chatbots, for example, can improve lead generation and qualification. And um, really, you know, if you can draw on some of the challenges that, you know, a marketer really needs to consider uh, when they are adopting um, this particular type of technology uh, in the lead generation process in um, and, and some of the other application as well beyond just using the AI power
0: chatbots.
2: Sure. Um, Constantly, I went to a digital marketing conference a couple of weeks ago. And one of the issues that one of the speakers brought up on stage was the fact that when buyers come to your website, they are at different stages uh, in the buyer cycle. They might be in the consideration stage. They might be in the awareness stage. They might be ready to buy. You don't know. And uh, all these different stages... All these buyers, they're getting the same experience on your website, which now your website is typically designed to appeal to, um, your homepage is typically designed to appeal to someone at the awareness stage, right? But the problem here is that you have folks at the buyer stage going on your homepage or, or at other stages going on your homepage and getting the same cookie cutter experience as, as the other stages. And so, um, I put up my hand and I asked, well, you know how do we uh, how do we uh, uh, fix this problem? Can we use AI uh, to fix this problem? Uh, has anyone has anyone uh, addressed this problem? Do that or are there any B two B or marketing or marketing in general uh, websites that um, have their website material? Tailored to the particular buying stage and the answer. And I asked around, I asked several different people there and no one's seen it. I haven't seen it. Um, right. but one, one good suggestion that I got from them was one way you could, you can customize it a little bit is you can have somebody, uh, you can offer a live chat with a sales agent, um, on your website. So a sales agent could pop in, um, if they are at a deeper, Stage, uh, in the buying cycle. Sorry, in the, in, in the, in the funnel. Um, right. and then they can, they can customize, they can tailor the experience a little bit through the, through the live chat. Um, but of course the problem is, uh, you have so many website visitors and only so many salespeople. And so it's just, it's just not, uh, uh, possible, uh, uh in terms of resources and manpower to, uh, offer every website visitor a live chat. Uh, tailored to their, uh, to their, uh, buyer journey stage. So this is where I think, uh, chat GPT would be fantastic. Um, what you could do here is you could, you know, inst- uh, as many of you know, um, OpenAI offers, um, an API on chat GPT so you can build on top of it. In fact, nowadays they even offer fine tuning so you can fine tune, fine tune it depending on, depending on what your use case is. But, um, I haven't seen anybody do this quite yet. But uh, if anyone out, if any marketers out there have an IT team or a tech team uh, who have, who have, um, or a web development team who are uh, really into this, uh, I think it would, it would work fantastically if you had that chat bot on your website uh, uh, to tailor the experience based on their buying stage.
1: Right. And do you see there's any limitations? And obviously chatbots that has been around for quite some time. And, um, yeah, I personally haven't seen the, um, using chat GPT. As an application, um, you know, in, in my, my experience, um, but chatbot itself has been around for a while and, uh, yeah. I have seen very, very good application, but also very poor application. It's almost like, you know, um, you know, your automated, um, telephone, right? You know, that's again is also, uh, um, artificial intelligence, you know. Um, helping that you know the the initial inquiry and directing the customers into the right areas you know based on the inquiries um you know so it's the same you know like uh some of the telephone applications um it it, it sometimes drives me nuts and because it just routes you in circles and I I have only seen one chap uh, one company has done extremely poor. I ended up, you know, within two minutes, I got so frustrated. I left the site and um, damaged their brand because, you know, there's no way I will go back to that company again. Can you, uh, have you seen, you know, some of the limitations and some of the, uh, I guess, you know, um, consideration, you know, it's, it's critical for marketers to get that right as they are applying this type of technology?
2: Right. Well, of course, chat GPT doesn't have access to the internet. So it wouldn't have uh, access to your website. So that's some data that you would need to, uh, it feed into it and train it on all your website content on your business, on your customers, on your products, on your services. Um, you basically need to feed it, uh, all the information that you have about your company. Maybe not all, uh, you know, nothing confidential, but you want to okay. feed it as much information as possible so that it could, it could answer a very wide range of customer or, or buyer, uh, inquiries. Um, because, you know, as, as you said, the frustration with, uh, the, uh, legacy chatbots is that they're very linear. Um, mm-hmm. and they're very limited as to what they can answer, uh, with, with chat GPT, ideally, you would want it to be able to mimic a live salesperson, a knowledge, a live, knowledgeable salesperson who knows your products very well, who knows the ins and outs of, uh, um, uh, the buyer journey, the buyer, the buying cycle. Um, and who also understands the customer. So for example, what you could do is you could, uh, many of us have buyer personas, you know, we have buyer persona, buyer persona profiles. Um, some of us have very detailed ones and we have lots of customer and buyer research. Right. So if you feed it all that research and, and train it on all that, uh, buyer persona, uh, data. Then you have a chat bot or, or base, basically a live sales agent who not only understands your products very well perfectly and never makes a mistake, but also understands your customers very well and knows what your customers want. Yeah. What, right. What, what do they want to hear? What, what solutions for, for what problems, et cetera. So you'll have, if you do that, if you get that right, you'll have a very, very um, effective live sales agent 24 seven that could talk to. You know, hundreds of people a lot of time. And that's, I think, this is one use case where you mentioned earlier, unfortunately, for our sales colleagues, uh, half of, probably half of that, uh, uh, half of that, half of the work that they do uh, can be automated. I think you quoted a, uh, a McKinsey research uh, earlier.
0: Hey, podcast people, looking for new ideas and resources to crush your revenue marketing goals? Our Pro Plus membership is your secret weapon. With Pro Plus, you'll be armed with a growing toolkit of accredited courses, real-world case studies, and battle-tested templates to annihilate the competition. With this plan, you get access to our Revenue Marketing Certified Call Course, which will equip you with insider frameworks and secrets to dominate leads, campaigns, and feedback loops. We're also dropping exclusive master's courses so you can learn from the greats. You'll be taking names in positioning, segmentation, and more. Plus, score a free yearly ticket to our exclusive Revenue Marketing Summit at a location near you. Rub shoulders with the titans of the industry. Whether your goals are short, medium, or long term, Pro Plus gives you the ammo to conquer them all. Level up your revenue marketing game now. Lock and load Pro Plus at RevenueMarketingAlliance.com and start dominating like never before.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and you're right. Like, um, really, even like with sales, in the people, you know, human race and, when they come on board, so we need to you know provide extensive training so what I'm hearing is you know really uh treat this uh, um i guess you know uh the training component is critical, so you know just like a training humans and we need to you know provide extensive trainings to the um the AI generative engine as well to you know get that accuracy. Um, happening. And then, you know, that's where that, I guess, you know, company can benefit a lot, you know, in terms of, uh, um, eliminating some of those qualification stage and then, you know, really help the salespeople then, you know, um, do the escalated work instead of, uh, answering, you know, more of the, um, basic answer that, you know, we can train chatbots, uh, to, to serve the customers, right? Uh, and, yeah let's talk um diving into a little bit uh, about content creations and also content optimizations you know in that particular type of use case and we know that that's probably the most um i guess a popular application since uh, chatgpt has been launched so um can you take us through some of the creative ways you have seen um in your past roles and your consulting um you know um experience. So what are, how are you know some of the in a company that you have seen out there are applying in the content creation optimization space?
2: Sure. And this, you know, this um ties previously to our previous talking point about uh lead gener lead generation and qualification right. and that well to generate leads, you need to pump out a ton of content and um, uh, this allows you to, to, to do that, uh, it allows you to pump out a ton of, uh, a variety of different content, and then it allows you to produce, uh, uh, a large, uh, uh, test number that you could test that you can AB test, uh, for, for every piece of content. And that way you can, um, uh, basically fine tune and optimize the conversion on your piece of content, uh, right. and, and find, find, find the one version that that's very effective at converting, um your form or your landing page or your blog post uh, into leads and you can then do that at scale. So that's, that's one use case Um, in terms of uh, in terms of using this to generate Uh, content, uh, probably blog writing is the most common use case. Uh, that's, that was actually one of the earlier use cases, uh, when I started using, uh, GPT, uh, back in, uh, 2020, 2021. Uh, mind you, mind you, back then, chat GPT or GPT was basically a a toddler. It could barely, could barely talk. So it didn't really make any (laughs) sense. So we actually gave up on it. And then, and then 2021, we tried again. And uh, at that time it was GPT three and it uh, was actually decent. Um, okay. in fact, uh, in fact that my previous company, we, um, as an early test, uh, we wrote a blog about one of our, uh, we wrote a blog that normally one of our subject matter experts would write. Okay. And, you know, he has years of experience. He's one of the pioneers in the field. He's a real, uh, major subject matter expert. Okay. Um, just as a test to see how, how effective GPT-3 was at, writing blogs, we asked it to write uh, a particular blog post on that subject. And um then what we did is we put that uh on our company slack channel and we said, hey, guess who wrote this? And many people at our at, at our company guessed um, the subject matter expert, we said no, it's not him. Um the CEO, no. Uh you did you write it, David? No, I didn't write it. Uh and nobody was able to guess. So right. Even GPT-3 was quite effective at um, at being able to write uh, content at uh, with 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 a deep level of knowledge and some insights. Now, one problem with GPT-3 was that it wasn't very insightful. So, what it um, a lot of uh, a lot of what it would write would basically be um, recycled material that it has in its in its data training. Right, whereas chat GPT or AKA GPT 3.5, or now GPT four is available. Now these, okay. uh, these newer models, they can, they can write, they can write um uh uh new material with new insights. Cause you know, they can, they, they can extrapolate, they can uh, connect the dots and they can, they, they can actually generate new insights. And that's wow. important because if, uh, you know, if, if you want to publish a blog, you want to offer, you want to offer the market, uh new insights and new ways yeah. of looking at things and so um and so it's definitely highly effective at blog writing um one thing i would suggest um for content generation in general is when you interact with uh when you interact with chat gpt ask it to take the persona of either a copywriter or a technical writer nice. and then and then collaborate with it as you would as you would if you had a copywriter or a technical writer working for you, that's what I do, and that's actually quite effective. Um, or alternative, alternatively, you could ask it to role play. Um, for example, if you're if you're if you're getting it to write, uh, let's say, um, uh, ad copy, um, right. you can ask it to take on to write them in the style of, let's say, David uh, Ogilvy, who was you know one of the one of the best copywriters of all time
1: yeah right
2: um but um uh but yeah that that uh, I, I think you you really want to just uh, work with chat Gpt as if as if you would uh, as if you had a uh, your own copywriter uh in-house right. and it could it could, it could write a very wide range of uh of material now one thing you want to do is um your output when it comes to content creation is only going to be as good as your input right um so you want to uh, give it as much context um, and instruction as possible. The, the, you know, they call this quote unquote, prompt engineering. Yeah. Um, uh, you basically want to feed it as much uh, input for it to, uh, for it to, uh, for it to work with. Um, and you want to be very specific. You want to define your audience. Who is your audience? What is the objective of this piece of content? How long should it be? Give it an example, uh that's always effective. Like if you see a piece of content that was done very well, whether it was an ebook or a or a blog post yes. or a guide, whatever it was, feed that into it and then uh and then have it refer to that as an example. So for example, if you see a one pager uh in a format that you really like from let's say another company and in another industry, and then you want to create something similar for your industry, you can feed that into Chat GPT and say, hey, um Write me this one pager uh for this uh for our product uh our company and very likely if unless your company is 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 new it will have a little bit of information about your products and services and about your company um right. mind you it might be outdated by a couple of years but it, it will it will know a little bit and what it doesn't what it doesn't know if it's if it's not up to date you can always uh you can always feed that feed that updated information um so, so, yeah, you, uh, you t- give it as much information as possible about your company, your products, uh, your services, and then say, write this one pager um, with this objective for this audience in that same way as this example.
1: Got you, right.
0: Uh, yep. Yep. What
1: about in marketplace or industry that's highly mature, you know, um in terms of, like, uh, duplications and differentiation, um, if, say, you know, the it's starting to take off and then, you know, most companies in the same industry are starting to adopting, um, you know, using AI to write content, uh, would there be any uh, challenges, you know, in terms of, like, uh, come up with a differentiated content and, you um, can the AI, you know, differentiate that? <laughs> and so, you know, so what is any hint there? you know, like if our listeners, you know, they need to, how they train the AI to really get, you know, that unique content out.
2: Sure. Um, yeah, that's a valid concern And that, you know, it's going to, um, by default, it's going to produce, uh, an average output. So we'll, we'll write a piece of content in the way an average uh, uh, let's say an average blog post on the subject has been written on the internet. So some of it will be very, you know, cookie cutter and not very insightful. If yeah. you want deeper insights, you can ask chat GPT to, uh, uh, to connect, to connect certain insights and certain domains and, and, um, and, uh, interest and intersect certain ideas, um, and, Make connections, connect, connecting the dots. I mean, that's what an insight is. So, for example, you could say, uh, like if I want to produce an original piece of content, I would say, um, um, uh, take the insights from, let's say, uh, this book. Um, let's say, um, let's say, I don't know, Harry Potter, take the insight, take the lessons and insights from Harry Potter right. and apply them to, and then take the insights from, um, let's say this marketing textbook right and write me a story uh that intersects those two those two realms and right. there you go you have you have an original piece of content that no one's ever done before so you'll have yeah you right. can produce you can produce like a one pager or a guide or whatever in and with with a harry potter theme uh and story behind it right so that's uh, that that's, that's one example. That's one method you could, you could, you could apply to get original, uh, original idea, ideas out of it.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So, so that really is, uh, um, you know, I guess uh, motivating, uh, content writers is to, to take a more strategic lens and it yep. comes down to the right questions, right? So coming out of the right yep. questions and to, to really yep. get AI to deliver that insights. Um, so can, can the machine now to learn, you know, say, you know, Harry Potter, I think that's a great example. Can we say that can you write me the style like Harry Potter, how it's written? Would the machine, um, it, are the machines now in a position to be able to learn the tones and writing styles and from a certain text or are we there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I do, I do this quite often. Uh, like I said earlier, sometimes if I'm writing ad copy, I'll, I'll, I'll ask it to role play, uh, the persona, um, of David Ogilvie or, or you could say role play Harry Potter or role play J.K. Rowling, the author. Um, and, and because it, it has, it has all the Harry Potter books and not only the Harry Potter books, but probably the entire, uh, the entire collection of Harry Potter books. Yeah. um uh it can very easily write any piece any piece in that in that tone and that style um right so it can abs- it can absolutely do that now it, it doesn't have everything so um yeah. uh, like I said if there's a particular tone or style or format that you like feed it in as an example and then it could imitate that quite easily by the way if you want uh chat GPT to always write in a particular tone or or in a particular style or let's say yeah. in your brand's voice like if um, otherwise, uh, like, for example, if you're creating social media content, if if that's what you're using chat GPT for, uh, with, for help with creating social media content, um, you're going to be using it quite often. Um, uh, you're going to be prompting it quite often. Uh, and every time you're prompted, you would have to say, please write this in the style in the tone of blank, this example, Right. um, instead of having to put that instruction in with every single prompt. Uh, chat GPT has a new feature called custom instruction and you, you just put your custom instruction in this, uh, in, it's in the settings. So you just go to the settings, custom instruction, put your instruction in the box, say, always write in this toner, this style or in this, uh, al- always write, um, uh, in this, in, in this, with this particular example. Right. And that way you don't have to keep asking for that toner style. It just does it by default Same. every time
1: wow yeah. I did not know about that feature <laughs> certainly gonna try that out <laughs> um and what about like uh, you know in terms of social media management and um you know from SEO pre- um point of view um you know I I have a startup and in the retail space so we do workflow solutions for retailers and um uh, so obviously for retailers you know when they launch e-stores you know SEO is extremely critical. So our system actually uh, integrated with ChatGPT, uh, we can help using those, you know, AI generative, you know, to help them to develop, you know, uh, highly effective uh, um, meta descriptions and also suggest, you know, based on the industry they are in, the keywords they should be um, focusing on and all the ways through to actually generating the blog articles for those retail retailers. Um, can you share with us, you know, some of the other, um, example you have seen that are from SEO optimization point of view? Um, yeah, you know, that, that is highly effective, you know, to help with uh, boosting the ranking.
2: Sure. Well, you know, the first part of SEO is doing the proper keyword research. And so for that, you would. Uh, you would jump into Google analytics, find out what your, um, uh, what your market is searching for, what is it that they are, uh, looking for, that's step one. Um, okay. and you could, and you could ask, G, uh, chat GPT to help you do, to do that, that research, you know, uh, cause in Google analytics, you have to, you have to search for, um, yeah you have to do an initial search and you could ask chat GPT to help you do that initial initial search to cover all the bases. Um, but once you get that, once you have that research, once you have, let's say the top keywords, you could put that, you could put that in a list, put that, in a, put, put that, let's say in an Excel so- spreadsheet or in a Google doc, and then what you can do is you can take that, upload it into ChatGPT and the latest version of ChatGPT. By the way, you could upload, um, you could upload a, uh, a, a CSV file,
1: mm-hmm. a, a spreadsheet. Right. You
2: could feed that in. Oh, wow. And then, and then what you could do is you could ask it to basically, um, uh, uh, create, um, different, um uh you you know part of seo is just it's just a volume game right it's it's getting the keywords right but then it's a volume game so uh you feed it the keywords and then you could ask it to generate you a a large volume of material that's 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 one way you could do it um or the 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 other the other thing you could do is you feed it the keywords um uh let's say you have a you have a real writer, a human writing uh writing for you. Let's say you have a real copywriter. He or she writes, let's say the blog post. Um, but you know, your copywriter is not an SEO specialist, or, or your, your copywriter doesn't have an SEO background. Uh no problem. Take the text that your copywriter has written, upload the keywords uh that you found from Google Analytics, and then ask ChatGPT, take this blog post. And please optimize it with right. this list of keywords that I've given you. And boom, there you go. Now you've just optimized whatever piece of content, be it a blog post, a landing page, a pillar uh, product pillar page, um, right. uh, whatever. Maybe you then optimized it for uh, the, uh, the 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 most in demand keywords.
1: Right. No, that that's a great tip. Yeah. So certainly, um, yeah. That's that's a. Certainly something that I, I've been advising my client to do that as well. So, um, yeah, you know, and, and now that, you know, you have, uh, um, some other apps and not chat GPT, um, you know, something like a Uber search, for example, they have their own AI writers, right? And, Um, You know, not only they suggest and they, you know, they actually come up with the blog article for you and all the content writer needs to do is actually reviewing and edit, you know, um, to make sure that the tone is right and um, the voice, you know, reflecting the brand, um, it's, you know, aligned with their strategy, obviously. So that that something is what I see, you know, highly effective use of a generative AI. Uh, what about when it comes to like market research, customer support, and sales enablement? Earlier we mentioned um, the, you know, again go back to the um, sales automation. McKinsey study saying you know twenty percent, you know, of the sales you know process already can be automated today by um, generative AI we're going to see more and more of those kind of applications happening. So can you share with us some of the um, the, the use case in uh, market research, customer support, and the sales en- enablement space? Sure.
2: Well, well, with market research, I, I use it quite often for market research um, in many different ways. Um, for example, competitive uh, Intel. if you need to do some research on your competitors, um uh uh the latest version of Chat GPT has a uh plugin. Well, actually, the latest version of Chat GPT did have a uh a new feature that you could turn on and it could access the internet. They uh oh, through wow. Microsoft through through Microsoft's Bing. As you said earlier, Microsoft yeah. has invested heavily um yeah. in in uh in Open AI and they have they have a strategic alliance. Um and lots of crossover. Um they've turned that feature off. So right now, by default, ChatGPT does not have access uh, to the internet. But what you can do is you can add, you can install what what what's called a plugin
0: okay. very easily,
2: kind of kind of like you do with your uh, Google Chrome extension store. Just okay. You just add uh, add the what's called the web pilot plugin, and that will effectively give ChatGPT access to the internet. Then what you could say is you could say, "Hey, go to my competitor's website. Uh, here's their website, and let's say create a summary of the way they're positioning all their product, oh, wow. or create create a summary of all their uh, product positioning statement, or analyze their product positioning uh, and compare and contrast it with ours, for example." Okay. Um, so it's great for competitive intel. Um, uh, and, and of course, it's great for summarization. As always, you know, you can, you can, you can basically ask to give you a summary of, of, of the most recent content, the recent blog posts that your competitors have uh, published recently. Right. Um, uh, yeah. And then, and then, you know, if you're, if you're, let's say a product marketer, you can, you can, you can use it, you know, um, to get your positioning right. Um, cause product marketing, the core of product marketing is positioning. So by comparing all your competitors, positioning statements, you could ask ChatGPT GPT to find, um, find a position, uh, find the right position for you where you could stand out above uh, above the rest. So that's, that's the case of basically doing, uh, the type of market research that a product, uh, marketing, uh, that a product marketing expert specializing in competitive Intel would do, um, so that's one use case, and of course, you know, if 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 you have a new product or a new service and you want to expand into a new market, um, rather than doing uh, a ton of uh, research through Google search, mm-hmm. um, you can ask it exactly the uh, the information you require, like how big is this market? What is the total addressable market? Or you can ask for estimates. For example, you can say it might not have, for example, if you want to know what's the total addressable market. They might not have that figure for that market, but you right. could, you could, you could ask it to estimate, right? You could, you can, you can give it a, give it a couple inputs, a couple, and then, and then ask it to estimate, make certain estimations of a market size or a market uh, conversion rate or a market penetration rate. Oh, wow. So you can, you can use it for uh, market research in terms of ex, uh, uh, going to market. Um, uh, you can use it for competitive Intel. Right. Um, I, I actually recently used it to the, this, this, is, this is a bit off topic, but, um, I, I recently used it to select, uh, a PR agency.
1: Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah.
2: So, you know, us marketers, we have us marketing, uh, heads of marketing, we often have to select vendors and suppliers yeah. or, or, or agencies. Right. Right. And sometimes it's tough because sometimes, sometimes the two agencies or the two suppliers might be so similar. Yeah. But what you can do is you can ask ChatGPT to create a comparison uh, chart for you and to highlight the key differences and, uh, and provide insight as to which one is most important, most important for your particular business and to make a recommendation as to which one you should choose. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yep. Uh, I think it's almost like the analogy, like, a, um, uh, applying for job, right? So obviously in that context, you know, um, it's amazing that generative AI can compare the resumes, right? So, you know, in terms of like, uh, when you're selecting PI agency, really their websites like their resumes, right? So I, I guess the, the, um, the areas I think consideration is, you know, you still have to go through the interview. <laughs> so the resume might sound good. And then um, I guess, you know, use that to your advantage and to select the top criteria absolutely have to be ticked, right? But you know, uh in the day, you know, um humans are humans and uh especially with uh communication specialists, you want to still, you know, obviously interview them. you know, can they actually deliver, right? That's that's um that's obviously a different story to what's available on the resume itself, right? So, uh, no, that that's a really great, uh, um, David, uh, you know, from intensive, like, you know, doing market research point of views. And uh, um, uh, one thing that I, I, well, you mentioned about that plug, plug-in. Is that something you install in the browser or is that something in the ChatGPT setting that you activate that feature?
2: Uh it's in the chat GPT setting. Uh you'll need okay. the chat GPT uh plus subscription, the twenty dollar per month subscription. Um okay. you'll need to click on the GPT-4 um uh, model. Okay. And then when you click on it, there's a drop down. Um there's a drop down with a couple of different options. One of them is plugins, click plugins, and then you click the install plugins, it'll take you to the plugin store, kind of like the the app. It's kind of like an app store for chat GPT. Okay. And then right. you could look for, look for the web pilot, uh, plugin or whatever, or you can check out the other plugins, um, just, just, um, and then just install it and then just, uh, switch it on. And there you go. Right.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so the, the next uh thing, you know, applications, um, other than SEOs and market research. And uh, so you mentioned about competitive, competitive analysis as well. That's obviously a great way to, uh, uh, in terms of a market research. Um, so did we talk about customer support retention piece? And is there any example in that area so you can um, share with our listeners some of the um, you know useful application?
2: Sure. Well, with retention, yeah. Um... One area where it could really help is um, sort of uh, analyzing um, which customers are most likely to churn. Okay, um, that's that's one area where it, it could help you, um, and you know you would do this by um, by basically uh, feeding it um, uh, some customer data. Um, and um uh, and and you know, all their feedback, all their the way that the way they're using the product, the way um the the content they're consuming uh you could take the transcripts of let's say your quarterly business review, you could take transcripts of uh, various meetings you know nowadays most sales are organ- b2b sales organizations they have let's say gong or whatever yeah. uh recording tool or they record their calls so you can feed it a, a, a large number of um uh transcripts from those calls
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh and uh and that along with all the other data it could sort of uh it could sort of, uh, advise you as to, you know, is this, is this customer, how likely is this customer to, uh, to churn and what can be done to, uh, to let's say save them. Um, uh, it, and then when it comes to customer support, um, again, with, with customer support, it, it has to know your product. It has to know, um, it has to know the technical aspects of, uh, of your product. Um, most of the time you're going to have a knowledge base. Uh, on your website, but you know, the, the, the knowledge base for some products is very, um, uh, you know, might be too technical for, for some folks. It might be too, too long to scroll through or too hard to find what you're looking for.
0: Right.
2: Um, so what you could do is you could take the information from your knowledge, from your entire knowledge base, again, feed it into chat GPT, uh, right. through, through the API. And there you have a customer support agent who, knows about all the technicalities of your product. The other thing you could do oftentimes, um, uh, oftentimes you have a community support where right. you know, people, people ask questions, uh, they answer each other's questions and your staff pops in and, and answers questions. You could also, um, uh, uh, you could also layer chat GPT over that. And that way, not not only will it feed off your knowledge base, but it'll feed off of all the latest answers and support that uh, the community has. It'll basically learn from the support community um, right. as well. And that way you provide the, the very comprehensive, accurate and up to date answers um, to your customers, which for one person for a highly technical product um, would be very difficult to do.
1: Right, 100%. And obviously another application coming from that will be um, actually conducting your internal sales training because it's no different, right? Because if you feed those product information into AI and um, you can come produce a pretty succinct and um, powerful sales training materials for your internal staff, we certainly use that in our knowledge base and using video enhancement to deliver those sales training. Uh, either directly to, to customers or our internal sales team. So um, is that something you see that is going to be more and more uh, application um, for that uh, um, as well in terms of like in, uh, enabling your sales force? Uh,
2: yeah, well, you know, one thing we do with, uh, like I mentioned, with uh, those of us who have, uh, who record calls, who have sales teams who record calls either through Gong or whatever tool, Right. Uh, sometimes what we do and some of us marketers do this, we go and listen to those calls. Okay. Right. We listen to those calls for, for insights, um, yeah. for objections that come up, um, or, um, other insights, um, from the customer's mouth, but that takes a lot of time to go in there and listen yes. to the entire call. Right. So again, what you could do is take, just take the transcript from all those calls, okay. feed them into chat GPT. And ask ChatGPT to to do that analysis for you. That way, instead of you sitting there listening to calls every week to, to extract some insights or or discover objections, yeah. um, you could do that at a fraction of the time with uh, with ChatGPT. And then you could use that to update your sales material. Um, for example, if you discover that a particular objection is coming up often yeah. uh, based on the transcripts that you've added, then then you could also ask ChatGPT to help you come up with um uh, objection handling um you could ask it again to role play let's say w- role play one of the best sales people of all time um may- maybe you could do the wolf of wall street guy or whoever um mm-hmm. and and ask him to to uh to come up with uh objection handling uh scripts
1: right yep yep wow that's absolutely phenomenal um I'm assuming that it can uh, uh is there any capability to feed directly audio or is it has to be trans transcript based at the moment
2: yeah at the moment audio is not possible you got you have to yeah. hey okay. any any AI tool online that uh, uh, that you feed audio into really what it's doing is it's transcribing first got you okay yep. Gotcha.
1: Because then I can see that it can also um, customer complaints if you serve hotline coming in and then turn that into transcript and then... Feed it into your automation system, you know, you can automatically starting to log in cases and then trigger certain actions, you know, in your workflow to serve that customer in terms of uh, issue resolution, right? So that itself, I think could be also a pretty, pretty powerful use case, you know, saving that initial diagnosis, qualifying those, uh, um, uh, you know, in, in the case management, uh, um, uh, scenario as well. I don't know whether you have seen anything like that. I just, you know, kind of. I know I'm just come out with that idea, and top on top of my head, you know, just thinking that that could possibly happen as well. Right. It's really just, you know, picking out the content and then feeding to your automation system. Right.
2: Well, um, I recently saw um, uh, a, a a company uh, called, I think they're called air. They do okay. this in real time. They do this in oh, real wow. time. Oh, yeah. Wow. So a uh, customer calls in, um, you're, uh, air AI answers. Right. And it can understand the customer in real time over the phone and it could answer with, with voice in real time. And it sounds, it sounds just like a human. You, you can, you really can tell the difference. Wow. So, so yeah, if you, I, I don't think air has released their product yet, they might have by now, but, um, that is going to be in the realm of possibility, uh, very soon. If, if it's not already.
1: Wow that's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see that kind of applications and um thank you so much David. I know you know we have kind of um cover a wide, you know, range of uh, applications in um B2B marketing and um you know just you know short period of uh, 50 minutes and um I think you know it's if uh, are any listeners interested, you know, uh to learn more about the how to Obviously, you know, what we have covered is really, um, the, the, the potential, right? The what, but you know, to make them happen, I think, you know, there's a lot more, um, I guess, you know, insights you can provide and ho- hopefully that uh, you'll be running more of those master classes. Uh, actually, will you be running more of these classes? And, um, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the future plans about that?
2: Um, well, I will be, um, I will be on a couple of webinars, um, okay. on, on, uh, 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 you know, providing really practical how to, uh, uh, guides on, on how to use AI in marketing. Okay. But, um, uh, the, you know, the eight hour masterclass that I did, I don't think I'll, I'll, probably, I probably won't do that for a while, but if there's enough interest, um, yeah. I could always do a virtual version of that masterclass, uh, okay. uh, for, uh, globally. Um, uh, yeah. So if I see that, you know, in the, in the resonance, uh, community, if we have enough interest, I might do a poll or something. If there's enough interest, I'll be happy to, to do another one of these masterclasses. And maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll sort of do a masterclass on a one particular use case or, or one particular area of marketing. Cause covering all of it, uh, yeah. diving deep into it. You know, we spent an hour, you and I chatting and we've won't, to be honest with you, I think we've only scratched the surface to, to yeah. dive deep. You you do need, you do need a whole day. Um, but you know, for a particular topic, like let's say market research, um, uh, taking an hour or two, uh, doing a master, doing a one, one hour or two hour masterclass, I think you could, you could, um, uh, there's a lot I could cover and there's a lot that we could, uh, learn together.
1: That sounds amazing. And if our listeners are interested to, um, you know, get you to do webinars so and what is the best way to, I guess, you know, stay in touch with you and uh, so they can be informed about uh, what's coming up. Uh, I certainly will be proposing to our mates and um, hopefully that we can actually host a webinar and invite you, um, you know, on a uh, two-hour maybe webinar to, you know, look at, you know, in-depth applications and then how to actually, you know, to adopt these generative AIs in those applications. Sure. I'd love to. That sounds great. And uh, is LinkedIn the best way to stay uh, connected with you? So um, if our listener like to, you know, get updated on what, what's, what you're doing, basically.
2: Yeah, I'm quite active on LinkedIn, so uh, happy to connect on LinkedIn. Um, I do post quite a bit about AI. Um, okay. But um uh or alternatively, uh they can join the Resonance community uh and they can find that just by going either on my profile or just going on, you know, triple uh dot dot com. And that's okay. resonance with an I after the A. We have to insert AI in there.
1: Sure. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, start at yeah. again.
1: No. It's uh, R-E-S-O-N-A-I-N-C-E.com. R E S O N A I N C E dot com. That's right. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so very much. You know, the, um, this really has been an enlightening uh, discussion on the application of generative AIs in B2B marketing. Um, so I'd like to, with that, I'd like to uh, thank David. Thank you so much for sparing uh, an hour with us. And uh, um, I certainly like to learn more from you, you know, how to, you know, use the magic of uh, um, uh, AI. And uh, if our listeners, you know, would like to get in touch, you know, uh, as mentioned, get in touch with David's um, please go on LinkedIn and just search for David Cyrus. And, uh, um, you know, we'll also be updating everybody about, you know, uh, the uh, webinars, you know, when we can hold uh, have uh, David returning our show. Um, so the last, you know, what I just want to ask uh, um, David, just you know, a bit of a left field question. Um, is there anything that you think that uh, in the B2B marketing application that AI cannot do now?
2: Yeah, uh, good question. I think um, I would say probably probably strategy is something okay. that it will it will uh, it will struggle because it doesn't have unless you feed it a lot of data, it might be able to come up with uh, with, with with strategy. But um, okay. but coming up with very complex strategies, I think you do need you do need a human who can. Part of coming up with the strategy is talking to other people and getting input from other people, getting input from your colleagues, getting like if you're a B2B marketer, you want to get input from your CEO, you want to get input from uh your product team, et cetera, et cetera. You want to get input from a bunch of people to come up with the right strategy. Well, an AI can't do it. Chat GPT can't go do it. Chat GPT can't go and talk to your CEO and all your stakeholders to come up with the right strategy, right? Sure. Uh, so, yeah. so that's so that's what, that's that's I would say one thing that it can't do, and obviously it can't uh, it can't um, it can't manage people, right? Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you yeah, so come down to that human element, and and, okay. and then to your first point, I think you know uh, it cannot, but also at the same time we probably don't want to as well because. Um, I guess we can feed enough information, you know, for the the, uh, machine to generate some strategy for us. But, you know, that also opening, um, you know, a lot of risk factors, right? And uh, the more we train the machine, the more of our internal data is going to be available out there for anybody to access as well. So um, even that if, you know, AI gets to the point that it can do that, um, I wonder whether we want to, you know, uh, use that as an application, right?
2: Yeah. Well, one thing is, you know, the AI doesn't have agency. So if something happens, you're the a, they're not going to hold the AI accountable. They're going to hold you accountable. So if you That's if you right. mess up the strategy or you mess up a piece of content, well, you're accountable. So at the end of the day, you, the marketer using uh, ChatGPT or whatever AI, you're going to be accountable. So ultimately. Yeah. Um uh so ultimately it is it is, you know, up to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it definitely uh opening up more compliance based uh consideration. Um, yeah, thank you so much again uh, for coming on the show. So you've been uh, so generous with our listeners today. And, uh, so I just want to quickly just recap, uh, in today's episodes, so, um, you know, some of the key takeaway, uh, I think number one big, uh, takeaway for me is AI can assist you know, throughout the entire marketing funnel from lead generation all the way through to customer retention. So David has, you know, uh, mentioned some of the application there, you know, are uh, great to Consider what is relevant for um, your organization. Um, you know, from content personalization and automation, you know, point of view, um, AI certainly is powerful. You know, they can actually produce a lot of impactful results. And, um, you know, uh, one other thing, you know, really need to um, uh, focus on is, you know, start with a focus, the use cases that can solve your company's pain points. So, you know, it's up to you to identify them and then, you know, using the, uh, the power of the AI to address that. And the last but not the least, and we have uh, spoken about that in the previous episodes, and they are definitely risk. Like earlier, we mentioned about like, you know, the more we feed to the AI, the more of your data is available out there. So from data privacy point of view and, you know, uh, from governance point of view is definitely something that, you know, a marketer really need to pay attention on. So, um, again that, you know, thank you, David, you know, it's been a, a very engaging and insightful conversation. Thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you again. I'm your host, Eve Chen. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Let's Talk Revenue Marketing. And until the next time, let's keep talking about revenue
0: marketing. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Let's Talk Revenue Marketing. Don't stop now. There's more to explore. Dive into our other captivating episodes where we uncover revenue boosting strategies, insider secrets, and inspiring success stories. Get ready to unleash your marketing potential and stay ahead of the game. Keep listening and enjoy the next episode.